This podcast is brought to you in partnership with Speak Studios and Speak Boise. Speak Boise is a community-driven studio space where voices from all walks of life can speak and be heard. You can find them on Instagram and Facebook at Speak Studios, Speak Boise, and at their website, speakstudios.com. Speak Studios. Speak and be heard. This podcast is also brought to you by Instant Imprints. Promote better with Instant Imprints. Instant Imprints are Boise's visual communications experts and your place for everything you need to promote your business, club, school, or group. As a locally owned business, Instant Imprints specializes in making your organization more visible with custom branded apparel, embroidery, promotional items, print services, and wide format printing for signs, as well as banners and vehicle graphics. Want better ways to get noticed? You better visit Instant Imprints at instantimprints.com slash Boise or call 208-IMPRINT. That is 208-467-7468. Aloha, I'm Alex. I'm Julie. And we're foodies sharing food while chatting about Boise and whatever else is on our plate this week. So today we have Zoe on from Gaston's Bakery, one of my girlfriends and a huge member of my food community. Hi, Zoe. Hi, how's it going? Good. Hi. What do you have prepared for us? Oh, I want to say hi to Zoe, too. So. Oh, of course, Julie. Hi, Zoe. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. Today, I prepared some of our favorites from the bakery. I've got a couple different pastries, uh, the most popular, which is our Quiamon. Definitely a fan favorite. And then I brought in for you guys some fresh out the oven rustic loaf. Oh. That's wonderful. Oh, the butter and the bread. Oh, yeah. Tail as old as time. Oh, it's so soft. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's the air, the air in the bread. Yeah, so you get that. So this is a high hydration loaf. And so Mm -hmm. when you leaven it overnight, it's just got that long process. It's a simple recipe, right? But really, that makes the best bread. Just give it time and really work the dough the next day and let it do its thing and that's where you get that really nice natural flavor, but the high hydration yeah. gives it that rise and that water in there basically is evaporating out. As so you're I know it. Gaston's has been doing so much in the bread world and you guys just recently started growing your own wheat, correct? In the front of the shop. We are working on that. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> so cool. Um, but we do have all of our wheat that is grown for our products is grown locally in Idaho. Cool. So different. That's- family farms kind of across the state oh near and dear to my heart right so you're kind of a large wholesale business right i mean mm-hmm. i like we're yes. talking about this bread but i couldn't go into your shop and just buy the bread right and it kind of varies loaf to loaf i was gonna this, say coming to the farmer's market and you guys are there yeah so we i don't know if it's just the french way but every day it's kind of we've got extra of this fresh bread we sell it in the shop but we try to maintain a regular menu um this particular loaf we do mostly sell for wholesale. And then it's one of those where if you really wanted it, you could kind of call me up, say, hey, I really want this loaf and we'll bake some and set some aside for you. Mm-hmm. Um, well, but- people should do that. Because <laughs> Alex and I are, are just really chowing down on this really soft bread. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it is softer than my pillows at home. <laughs> and that says something. No, it's great. I It's definitely one of our top sellers, and it's just nice, easygoing, great for toast, great for just 
especially charcuterie boards. Or oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so let's get in the tea. You know, this season we're talking about the state of food, and I feel like me and Julie have had so many conversations about the culture of Boise and Idaho. You know, what do you think has been going on in our food community, Zoe? I think this last year has been very telling because mm. over the last five years, we've really seen the food industry just boom in so many ways, you know, yeah. lots of different local stores coming in and out, a couple new chains here and there too. And it's totally. obviously lots of population growth. Um, but with COVID, I think that put a lot of stress on our local restaurants and uh -huh. being on the other side of it now where I see people coming and looking for bread to buy, I see a lot of new chefs coming to town. Mm -hmm. kind of looking around and I think that's great and I yeah. think that we're getting to the point where Boise can have more of those niche restaurants like the Oyster Bar downtown it's like that can be successful now but would I say five to ten years ago would it have been as great of a hit I don't totally. know I don't know if the business was there yet and I think mm. that our food story is just continuing to grow and COVID put some stress on other people but it also really helped give other people opportunities for new beginnings. So. You're actually the third guest who has mentioned the Oyster Bar downtown. Oh, yeah. So, yes. So it must be seen as sort of... Oh, my gosh, Julie, we should go. No, but it should, should be, it's also seen as an example of uh, kind of the cutting edge change, I think. People bring it up as an Yeah, example. and I, I worked there for a hot minute. So oh, yeah, girl. Just to help Get them out. Get into it. So Cal and Ashley are really great people and... I yeah. only have good things to say about them. They're super nice. And As I get more into the food community, I feel like that's what I realize more so is the people. It's yes. less about the food and the character of the food. And that's, of course, like principle, but more so the people that I'm interacting with and learning their names and seeing them and their process of creating this food. And um, I know earlier we were talking about how many hands have touched food, but like how many hands have touched that bread? Right. You know, and what does that process look like? Right. I was really amazed. I was out at your shop and your actual storefront is very small. Yeah. Mm. But you're actually huge. The actual oh, yeah. building. Yeah. I mean, you're producing quite a bit of bread, bread. out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lots of, oh lots my of gosh. Going the through puns. <laughs> yeah. Going through all, all the time. So, uh, and the other thing about it that I think is uh, changing nature of Boise is mm -hmm. you're on the bench. Mm hmm. And the bench has really changed over oh, yeah. the last couple of years. So Definitely. Uh, uh, to me, that was real noticeable because I was thinking, well, I really haven't driven around much out here on the bench. Recently. So that's what we're actually hoping to do in the next coming season is go around neighborhoods mm -hmm. and start in maybe the East End or the bench and, and talk about these little food communities and what they look like. Because I think, like you're saying, those are really the gems, I feel like, in our food. Oh, definitely. And I think what you were saying earlier when you were interested in seeing the people behind your food and how many hands are touching it. And I think that's really the core of what makes Boise great. Yeah. And what the core of the whole farm to table and farm to fork is, it's knowing where you're getting your stuff, having the ethics behind there, mm -hmm. having some emotion behind there, because this is the livelihood of these people. And it's, it's what yeah. puts passion into food and that's what makes great restaurants great. And, and you mm. really are a classic example of farm to table because you have the silos sitting out there yeah. behind your building. And yeah. you, you briefly mentioned the flour, but you make your own flour, right? Yes. And That's been a new process. Yes. Um, so we moved the bakery itself up to the bench several years ago. I want to say it was kind of around maybe 2015, oh, wow. 2016, because we were downtown before. Mm -hmm. And then 
maybe 2017 cafe de paris yeah cafe. oh my gosh the good old days oh love affair <laughs> did you ever go julie oh yes we went all the time oh yeah. yes it was Great. a fave oh yeah beautiful spot uh people still talk about it all the time they come in what i feel like boise does have this you know we have jeju we have this parisian vibe to us and i feel like gaston's add so much to that what do you think that comes from why why do we have that connection connection to, to like french, french culture, culture or, yeah and food i mean there's just a lack of it i think you can look at it the same way it's like how often are you like let's go get sushi or yeah let's go you know so it's i think french cuisine and french pastries in general are so different they have mm -hmm. i don't want to you know talk smack on american pastries <laughs> i love like american you know donuts and you know <laughs> stuff like a that burger. you know like good cakes pies and stuff but it's yeah, yeah, there's yeah. something more delicate especially about going somewhere like jeanju or moshi like that's yeah. a lot of time but it's like making all the creams the crusts like all the different layers that go into that or same with croissants like rolling right. up each layer like the cuyamans here it's like layering it with the butter and the sugar so it yeah. crystallizes perfectly yeah, so cuyamans is just fabulous i just had a bite of it it's <laughs> really wonderful and does have you can taste the butter and sugar oh oh, <laughs> oh yeah. goodness it's Definitely. kind of oozing out of it as you pick it up so. oh that's what you want i think yeah so i think that's what kind of gives it an edge yeah i feel like i just love pastries here and i feel like i crave them when i'm doing like a river run or having some like outdoor activity it's like carbs and and running they oh. go hand in hand <laughs> oh yeah nothing like some oh i love like fresh preserves on oh my gosh the jam lady uh, yeah so we do have the jelly lady now at our store um and she is just uh she and her daughter are the nicest people ever so oh so we yeah. sell her little jellies up in the shop and they do really well. People love them. And that's, I mean, she's on the bench. She doesn't have her own storefront. Yeah. It's kind of nice to. Have you heard, seen that Cuban guy recently? The There's guy a... in the North End? Yeah. Yeah. My mom uh, said that he was around. Oh, cool. And she said that he's doing great because she's yeah. running that. Um, the hillside. The hillside. Anytime food people have been asking me now, I get a lot of questions on food trucks. I'm like, girl, have you heard of Hillside? <laughs> Go over there. They but know I what think, they're doing. I think she had him come. Oh, and cool. he even like ran out of food in the middle of the day or something and had to oh like my gosh, make what? more. Like, yeah, so yeah. it's great. So and that's seen a lot of great response. And Isn't it good. so cool to see these restaurants just like grow, like Wepa Cafe mm -hmm. storefront now in Garden oh, yeah. City? What? Wouldn't imagine that. Pushing forward. There's two of them now. I know. I mean, what are they? Like Mad Mac was another one. Oh my gosh, the yeah. Korean cup -bop place. Yeah, the Korean cup -bop mm -hmm. place. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, Asian food is I mean, coming along. even like... Waffle, uh, waffle me up. Yep, mm -hmm. that was a food truck. Food truck, and they went in downtown, and they just opened their second location too in uh, Meridian. So our food community is growing and changing. Oh yeah, in good ways. Oh, in good ways. And and you have not, uh, you haven't mentioned it, but how did you do during COVID? We've had several people discuss that they had to pivot or do things differently, and you do wholesale and online. Yes. Yeah, so we. We were a little, you know, obviously nervous at first. Luckily, we were able to stay stable and we got to keep all of our team, which is great. Um, so we've had that's a lot awesome. of our team members. That's yeah. a huge deal. Yeah. Um, so that's really great because a lot of those people, they're like family now. They've worked for us for years. So mm -hmm. um, we were booming last spring um, because people were panicking 
stockpiling and everything. So the flower oh, sales right. were through the roof. So we, it was like, oh my gosh, feeling, and people weren't even just buying two pound bags. They're like, give us 20 pound bags. Like, thank just, God you brought in the flower component during that point. Yeah. And so we had been selling our flower before, but oh, it yeah. had not really gone Ta- off yeah. really as much as it did then. Wow. And so here's people's pantries, flower and toilet paper. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. The I always joked. I'm like, both. Where were all these bakers before COVID? Because I, know. We, I don't. Yeah. Well, and we have read that lots of people took up baking yeah. during COVID because they had time. Yeah. And they were at home. So actually, that's where they all were. I, w- I think I was one of the them. Kids. Like, it's, yeah. it's great. It's like kind of nice to stay neighborly too. The you baking know, also cons- just stress. I don't know what it is about just like kneading the dough for me, but I'm obsessed with it. Oh, I'm I like, was thinking like easing your stress by eating. That too, girl. That too. Oh, skip the kneading part. Let's just yeah, eat the... <laughs> I think I did gain like 10 pounds during COVID. I think that's pretty... Yeah. Pretty, that's pretty light for... Uh... I think I'm filling out my jeans just fine. Thank you. <laughs> so, but it, the food is wonderful the, from your bakery. It's just fabulous. Thank you. And... Um, you I can tell the technique is strong. It's strong. And one of the things that I noticed on your webpage, so I asked about it and looked into it a little bit, was you were featured on the Today Show in December. Is that right? Yes. We oh, were. girl. Yeah. What? That's it awesome. Was, it was crazy. Um, so it was kind of random. Yeah. We weren't really seeking anything out, and mm-hmm. they just reached out to us via email. Like, so do hey. you guys do national sales? Yes, we do. Um, so we kind of touching back on earlier, we do mostly mm-hmm. wholesale um, and we do do that through several different states through different large distributors. Oh, cool. Um, so that's how we can supply weekly to Wyoming, Montana. Oh my gosh, Julie, what well, we can get our bread anywhere. Yeah, yeah but see, here's a, here's I'm thinking about this when I look at it. I'm going, OK, so you're just sitting at your computer and. All of a sudden, the Today Show says, can we feature you on TV? Yeah, that's yeah, what basically that what like? happened. So so we do sell nationally through Solitab. And oh, so, yeah. Whoa. So we, cool. And we've had that contract for a few years now. And so we sell frozen croissants. Basically, we form the croissants, shape them, freeze them, and then ship them to you next day. Oh, my gosh. They were so easy to make in the brunch kits, yeah, by the way, girl. Easter, yeah. I was like, damn, I'm a baker. Yeah, you just, you pull them out, you just <laughs> you let just them thaw them and proof overnight, and then yeah. do a little egg wash in the morning if you'd like, and then throw them in the oven, and then you have fresh croissants. They smell great, they're easy, done. Yeah. Anybody that wants to see it done can look at it on the Today Show, that you can look it up. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I still have it, I think, on our Instagram, too, so yeah. yeah. Just a so, so you can just peek in there and see it, but somebody made them at home on a Zoom call. Yeah, one that's of what the, yeah, so we, we sent people. little uh, oh, sample boxes to them, and so what I think is, Love that. what happened, uh-huh. this is my guess i never asked about it totally um so we most of our clientele through solitab especially in covid were people in Uh new york because they were hit very hard oh yeah big cities and california (laughs) oh and so i think that you know maybe there was a friend of a producer or something happened someone was like hey you know the grapevine yeah they're try these croissants and they reached out and we sent them samples. They're like, we love it. Let's put it on. And we just went from there and it just blew up. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of how it's interesting how the community works like that. Mm-hmm. But that's, I feel like how a lot of food collaborations happen. A person knows a person and then we're it's talking and we're like, eating. We're talking about like Rockefeller Plaza. Like, yeah. you know, it's like big <laughs> New York and right. We are a small bakery. And so 
we had so many calls from all over the country and we still do get them because we're still selling croissants and we how have many been. bakeries though in the nation though are milling their own grain you know trying to grow wheat out the front right yeah not and a lot not a lot and so and a lot of people don't even really dive into the history or you know kind of know how of our bakery enough to know that totally they just, Love the croissants, which is totally fine with us. And that's the thing I think food people, I know you're really good at that, is just the research component. If you want to know more about your food, uh, just talking to people, doing that research gets you to that end to, you know, get the most yummiest meal. So when you're making flour, what kinds of flour do you make? So right now, our wheat blends are a hard red winter wheat, and then I've got a hard, uh, sorry, a soft white too. Oh, and then cool. we, we kind of, we do different like Dane's wheat. We've got a couple different varieties going into like a test plot this year. Uh -huh. um, so we do a couple different things, but mostly hard red spring wheats, um, some winter wheats. And then from that, so basically we use uh, what's called a unified mill. And so that's mm -hmm. just this, it's a single pass mill where you load up the hopper, put uh -huh. all your wheat berries in top and then it goes through. Uh -huh. And instead of doing like a stone ground or like a rolling process, it just crushes them on impact. Right. So it's called yeah. like, it's a high impact mill. So it just basically cool. smashes it. And then we just sift off the bran mm -hmm. and there's your and flour. There you Whoa. So, so you basically are just sifting. So if you would like a pastry flour, you would just sift more. This bread is tasting even more amazing. Yeah. So if you want like more fine, then you can just sift it more. If you want a little bit more hearty for loaves, then you just let it go through. So somebody's assigned to be making flour all the time. and, and Oh, yeah. It's uh, right now it's Matthew himself. And so he wow. is milling a few times a week. Oh, wow. Yeah, several times a week. So Matthew's heading back to Paris, correct? Or France? Yes, he is heading back to France this summer. Oh, so. wow. So this is a big deal, I feel like, in the food world. You are, I feel like we're both, like, stepping up our game this year. It's it's going to be crazy. It's, uh, I'm really looking forward to it, though. And we've already got a lot of the processes in place, and we're just kind of finalizing details. And he'll be back. He'll yeah. be. Um, yeah, so we have to do a shout out for Anzots to our favorite. Oh, yes. oh, my gosh. Our favorite fast food place. Everyone needs yes, to go. This, uh, this loaf is what they use for their sandwiches. Oh, what? Yeah. Yum. It's so good. So you, I want to make sure our listeners know you're going to be taking over as the manager when, when Matthew leaves. Is yeah, so right correct? now I'm already kind of managing, managing. just day-to-day, -day and then when he's gone, I'll basically just... Flying the ship. Yeah. Well, I see so. what I see happening. I mean, in my mind, I hope I'm wrong about this. In my mind, I see you having to step over to take care of the flower. <laughs> well, luckily, so it'll be kind of split up uh where it's me and then our production manager oh good so, so you're not going to be you're not going to be tied <laughs> no nope, i won't be milk. like an no. octopus all over the bakery trying to run the shop and do everything else yeah too, no. zoe's gonna be the head <laughs> so so yeah so I, we've got a great team um and we'll be we'll be probably hiring someone else too to kind of take on more of that milling position as yeah. we start needing that more this summer well, so. I, you, now maybe this is not correct but when i stopped by your service person told me that you were going to get two more silos is yeah that, we have them they're in the back what? we have to build them <laughs> oh my gosh that's so, so you'll cool. be making even is that for different kinds of yes um you're right so we we currently have organic and we have conventional wheats mm. um but some from the same farm some from different farms all still in idaho and basically just separating those um, cause 
you could technically put a separator, like a divider in the middle of the silo, but it gets a little yeah messy down the road. So it's easier just to... So in my book, I'm reading The Third Plate by um, Dan Barber. It mm -hmm. was recommended from Chef Christina Murray from Season and Taste. And it's been amazing. But one of the things I'm still like clinging to in the book is it talks about how our food systems are so elaborative like that. How your bakery has so many different farmers that grow oh, that yeah. wheat. But that's so cool that you guys connect to such small Idaho businesses and you have that network. Yeah, that's definitely the goal. What are you guys thinking of in the future for Gaston's? Because you guys are pretty much everywhere. When Julie was going to get bread, I was like, girl, go to co-op, go to Whole Foods, wherever you need, girl. They're going to have Gaston's. Oh, I don't know if Whole Foods does. We do. Oh, you yep. do. Mm -hmm. Oh, girl, I knew it. Yep. I figured you're pretty much everywhere. Yeah. So it's, I think the, a lot of restaurants um, do struggle with this in sourcing locally just yeah. due to volume. And I think that a lot of the farms have gotten more support. Mm -hmm. Obviously I'm not a farmer, so I can't speak totally. for all of them. Um, but you've been at farmer's markets for years. Right. And so- if they can get the support and then they can get, you know, obviously funding then to plant more crops, like to have more consistent supply yeah. then it's a big circle and then everyone's happy and business is good for everyone. And so that's why it's nice to have that great network with local family farmers that have established large acreage yeah. that can supply to us. Cause I mean, we're going through probably be like a million pounds of wheat a year. Oh my gosh. Wow. We eat amazing. a lot of bread. Well, yeah. I, I I just ate a breadstick. I moved Ooh. from the sugar to the <laughs> oh uh, to the savory. savory. Oh yeah, and, Julie, and, get it. Uh, can you describe to our audience what's in the breadstick? That was a bacon and cheddar croissant twist. Oh my god! So gosh. just our croissant dough and just twist it around. And, and I tried not to be around when they bake those because they're really. I and you know <laughs> bad what's news really, bears. What's really interesting about it is what a major difference there is between the sweet. And the savory. Mm -hmm. I mean, we know that when we think about it, but to eat them side by side, which you normally wouldn't do, it's really very, gives you really a great idea about, well, what people are talking about when they say this is a sweet, and this is a savory. Mm -hmm. And then people always have that question, which do you like better? So I what guess, is your favorite flavor? I was going to ask, you know, that Julie's mentioning it. You know, it's funny because, right, I've worked for them for so many years at Gaston. Yeah. So I kind of go through phases of what pastry I'm into for a couple totally. months. Um, but my classic one is the uh -huh. uh, raisin croissant. Pano Whoa. Raisin. I know, and everyone always jokes like I'm the old lady of the bakery. Yeah. <laughs> like I just like my raisin croissants, my little raisin swirls, but they're just, they're so simple. And when they do the apricot glaze on top, just perfect. Oh my gosh. They're just, they're the perfect amount of sweet. They're not over Too the top sweet. sugary and I mean, I don't really want to eat just like a plain croissant unless I have yeah. jam or preserves or something at work. Okay, so you're like light sweet, semi-sweet. Yes. Yeah, sometimes I'll do just like a regular chocolate croissant, a little pan of chocolate. Oh, I love Heat a good it up pan of a chocolate. Bit. Oh, yeah. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. Julie, what would you say your flavor is? Well, um, I was out shopping. Uh -huh. at <gasps> you were? At oh, oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I thought you, Julie hasn't been grocery shopping during the pandemic, no, so big I, deal. But I did go out there. It was this and. Uh -huh. I felt safe and small, and, and people were very nice to me. But uh -huh. I got the almond croissant, and oh, yeah. I've got a couple of them from my husband and I, and I thought they were, well, we heated them up. but That's, oh, yeah. The so way to do it. They, they were really good. So I'm sort of a fan of almond croissants. I hate Ooh. to. I would say for years that those were my best sellers. Oh, and really? And then now that we've really kind of, started making more of the Quiamons, those have kind of taken the first spot 
So those like the Quiamons on the weekend, people come in at 915. We've been open for 15 minutes. They'll buy all of them. Really? Oh, interesting. Oh, yeah. We that's sell out all the time. And that's what we're eating yep. right yeah. here. That's yeah. that mm-hmm. one. Hey, it was Emily really Emily from Filechild restricts people from bu- over buying like that. She'd be like, nope, you can only buy this many when it comes to, to a certain S- product. Some people do that. We don't. Yeah. Um, we, since, well, we bake fresh, out, awesome. since we bake fresh every day, uh-huh. we just recommend to people, hey, if you're going to be ordering large amounts or, you know, like... Some people come in like, oh, I'm going to a birthday party. I'm like, well, if you knew you were going to a birthday party, well, <laughs> call then you should have called. So, yeah, so people can always call ahead for the next day and say, hey, can you set me aside, you know, 12 ham and Swiss croissants tomorrow or whatever. And totally. we'll make those extra so that way we're not pulling from our daily. But you can also come in and do daily sometimes, yeah. too. Oh, every day. Yeah. We're open in the shop every single day. Oh, so. my gosh. What? You need like a bread phone. Oh. Bread one one. Oh yeah, we've got we've got two phone lines and they are just always going off. Oh my so. gosh, Carb Central, honey. Yeah. We're gonna have to do like a live in there. We should. I should yeah. come in. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna come in. We'll do now a whole that, live. Now uh, that COVID is kind of calming down a little bit, yeah. and everyone's getting back. <gasps> we can do our brunch. Yes. Oh yes. We'll do our brunch. Julie yeah, we, loves brunch. I do love brunch. We had that discussion at one point in time, but I I can see why people like the sweet. The, mm-hmm. that you say, and we do, do they wait in line to get in? Oh, yeah. Oh, and they I'm go surprised. so quick. People will call and they'll say, just set me aside like six. That's never, Queen Mons are never the pastry where mm-hmm. people are like, oh, can I just get one? They're always like, give me five. Give me 20 <laughs> of them. Like, give <laughs> they're like, we're stocking up. So, and a lot of people, it's, it's really nice to see. And I don't know if this is just because people in Boise are nice, but if we mm-hmm. do have a line in the store, Sometimes we'll see it a lot of times where a lady will come up or a gentleman and they'll be like, hey, does anyone else want these? Because I'm going to buy Aww. this many and they'll try and save some for the, for other, the other people. And it's it's a community. It's kind of cool. Yeah. By the way, that bacon cheddar combo, though. I told yeah, you. Put that in good. a soup, girl. Yeah. Chicken noodle soup. Oh, my God. We're reinventing really the wheel. Yeah. I mean, I was amazed how good it was. Yeah. It's very buttery and yeah. flaky. Mm-hmm. Two of my favorite. Oh, well, yum. and it looks just like a breadstick. Yeah. I mean, so you don't know it's going to have that lovely flavor until you bite into it. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I can see where if you were having chicken noodle soup, you'd go, wow, this is a surprise. Oh, yeah. So, Zoe, before we, you know, head out, I want to make sure we talked about, you know, that food culture again, that side. What has been exciting of you, you know, you in the food community here? And um, has there been anything, any developments that you've been conscious of recently? Um, So I, well... Not totally recently, but it's kind of uh-huh. coming up this summer. I don't even know if you've heard of it yet. Oh, probably not. So oh, it's what? a new farm to fork. <gasps> and I know the chef, his name is Emron. He was Emron? The, yeah, he was the head chef at Olivita. Oh, love. And so he and I are friends mm-hmm. and he just moved out. It's a farm in Fruitland. <gasps> wow. And they just purchased. So it's him and this. It's a family farm. And they have 80 acres and they just do like organic produce and all this stuff. And it's just like this nice little like mom and dad and their kids. And they Are we going to up. Fruitland? We're going this Okay, summer. yeah, you call, you call me, I answer. So, yeah. so they grow all oh. the produce there. And he, uh, so the wife and Emron have teamed together. They purchased a mobile kitchen. So they'll oh, be wow. going to pay at brewing. <gasps> That's what he told me this summer. I don't know if it's a big secret. I don't know if I should have spilled yeah. it. But I'm excited Surprise, about it. Surprise, friends. So it's, it's called Boone, Boone. Farm to Fork. So everyone E-O-O-N. keep your eyes open for that. I think Boom. they have their Instagram up. So oh, cool. But yeah, Jump so like they make everything from scratch. And so he and he's an amazing chef. Mm-hmm. And so he really wanted to get back to the seasonality of Idaho 
and using yeah. what we have here. So it's like using local flour, using local vegetables, like making his own pasta, like working with local mm. uh, meats and all that stuff, like dairy, everything. So it will help his menu will change seeing seasonally weekly i mean it's really just depending on what's coming up and i am really excited to see where they take it so they'll be doing i think what he told me is they'll be teaming up with different wineries and doing <gasps> full-on like farm tours and meals out at the farm in fruitland Yum. and then they'll be doing their mobile truck in town so that's kind of that's my summer excitement i'm really excited to go out there so so and then just as sort of a final comment about your bakery not about someone else's uh, do you have any plans that we should know about for besides the new silos or anything? Or is it all secret that you can't really Nothing feel? secret. We're really just uh, chugging Getting the away. bread out there. And yeah, we're right now our biggest thing is tr uh, shifting all of our products over to our flour. Well, if you guys want to up your bread game, follow Zoe at Gaston's Bakery. And thanks so much for listening, guys. Cheers. Y'all, thanks for joining our podcast. We loved having you. Please subscribe and think about leaving a review. Your comments are always appreciated. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Boy Food on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. See you next week. Cheers. Cheers.